0: Welcome to another episode of the Dose of Leadership podcast, the show that brings you inspiring and educational interviews with today's most relevant and motivating leaders. Each episode is dedicated to highlight real-life leadership and influence experts who dedicate their lives to the pursuit of the truth, common sense, and courageous leadership. And now, here's your host, Richard Ryerson. Hey guys, welcome to Dose of Leadership. So happy you're tuning in. My apologies for taking a hiatus. I've been... Pretty busy this summer with uh, family and work at the airlines. And I've been involved in a new venture, which I'm so excited to announce today. And I'm looking forward to the official launch of the brand new Next Level Method podcast, which has been taking up a lot of my time over the last few months. And it's getting ready to go live on August the 16th. What is Next Level Method? Well, knowledge is rocket fuel, right? And we know that here in Dose of Leadership. And my partners at Next Level Method, uh, the owner of Next Level Method, the founder, Matt Lilly, who's a fan of Dose of Leadership, asked me to partner with him and launch the Next Level Method podcast. And each week, we're going to host insightful interviews, much like I did on Dose of Leadership, with global experts who will share their knowledge on what it takes to be successful today. These guests are going to share their proven strategies and tactics so you can achieve massive results And basically what we call our four core pillars of Next Level Method, all around energy, elimination, relationships, and purpose. So it's like Dose of Leadership on steroids. So I'm going to play a lot of these episodes simultaneously here over the next few weeks on Dose of Leadership. Just to pique your interest in Next Level Method, I encourage you to go to nextlevelmethod.com and subscribe to the Next Level Method podcast. Again, I'm going to do simulcasts, if you will, just so I can start raising awareness of Next Level Method. But eventually what you'll see in Dose of Leadership is less interviews. Most of the interviews will be on the Next Level Method podcast. I will do the occasional interview here on Dose of Leadership. But a lot of those leadership or how to improve your life conversations are definitely going to be Next Level Method. If I have a conversation or a guest with somebody, for example, an entrepreneur – Someone like Sammy Hagar, which um, I'm trying to, it looks like it may happen here pretty soon. Uh, That doesn't really fit with X-level method, but I certainly would like to learn somebody's entrepreneurship and leadership mindset here on Dose of Leadership. Uh, We'll continue to do that. But Dose of Leadership is going to be really more about me and my brand and helping you uh, on these solo episodes. And so there's there are two things. Dose of leadership is primarily going to be solo episodes. Next level method is where you're going to see a lot of the conversations, these interviews, with myself and my partner Matt Lilly, and with some of these great guests. And we have some outstanding guests. I am so excited about this. the The podcast is going to a whole other level. It's professionally shot, two camera shot in a studio. I'll have a YouTube channel as well. I'm so excited for you to hear these conversations. They're so, if you've enjoyed Dose of Leadership interviews up to this point, you're really going to enjoy the Next Level Method podcast. I encourage you to go check it out August 16th. So excited. So that's where I've been so far. And I apologize for not regularly release, releasing episodes here. But now we've got this great team in Next Level Method, and it's just going to take the whole Dose of Leadership brand and there's ideas behind it into even a larger umbrella and uh, much more professionalism, much more higher quality of production quality content. It's I'm so excited. So it's nextlevelmethod.com to learn more. I also got a brand new sponsor here on uh, Dose of Leadership. I'm excited to have Ozombroso Tequila as a sponsor on the show. Look for the upcoming episode where I talk to the founder and CEO of Ozombroso Tequila. That's coming up here in the next week or so. A uh, fantastic uh, business, the American entrepreneurship story. So excited for you to hear Rick Gamara on the show. But this, uh, he agreed. Uh, he loves Dose of Leadership, and he's agreed to sponsor uh, a few episodes here. And I'm excited with him to be a part of it. Uh, if you are looking to diversify your investment portfolio, I encourage you to check out Ozombroso. It's an award-winning ultra-premium tequila company. I love their company. I love their tequila. And they're offering investors a seat at their table. Osambroso is innovating the growing luxury spirits industry by resting their tequila in a mix of French oak, Grand Barnier cognac, and Irish whiskey barrels. You'll hear about that in the conversation, the episode that I released talking to him. It's a fascinating story. With worldwide distribution over 20 million in historical sales, this company yields high potential for any investor. And tequila aficionado, and for as little as four hundred eighty bucks, you can become an owner in Osombroso today. Go to doseofleadership.com/ozimbroso. That's A S O M B R O S O to learn more about this investment opportunity. Please read the offering circular and risk related to this offering before investing. So excited they're a part of Dose of Leadership. Okay, today's episode. It's all about what it takes to become a coach. Coaching is important. Particularly in the leadership realm. And a lot of people ask me over the last nine to 10 years, how did you get involved in coaching? Well, let me tell you, coaching is something I didn't initially seek out. It sort of found me. When I initially launched my entrepreneurial journey as um, a leadership co- consultant or coach, I didn't see myself as a consultant or coach. I saw myself as a keynote speaker. And that's initially what I did for a few years. I launched this business officially, officially, in 2007. And I didn't launch the podcast, if you know, until 2013. So there was a handful of years I was just focusing on getting keynote speeches. Well, during one of those keynote speeches, a few years in the client that I gave the speech at to their leadership conference at the end of it, he said, Hey, would you be interested in coaching myself? And I said, sure, And <laughs> never coached anybody before, but I said yes. And the reason why I said yes is because that's where you can make a significant amount of money. At least in my case, I've certainly made the bulk of my money that I've made uh, in my business has been through the coaching uh, because it is time intensive. You are trading time for money and your time is valuable And if you can get decent at coaching, you can make a pretty significant chunk of change. There's no doubt about it. Um, I stayed away from coaching because I felt like I didn't have the time, the energy, or the interest to go through a certification process. I just didn't see it, just seemed like it was too time consuming. And I never really saw myself as a coach. However, when that guy asked me to coach him, and I told him, I said, you know, I, I'd love to coach you. I'm not a certified coach. He says, I don't care. I just, I I, I think you could help me out. And I went through it and it was a six month contract and I was about two months into it and we were seeing some results and he seemed happy, but I never felt confident. I was like, wow, you know, I just, you know, this guy I'm coaching is a multimillionaire. He's a successful entrepreneur. His wife is a ER pediatric surgeon, um, highly successful Uh, professional in her own right. Uh, They have three beautiful kids at the time. His father was a very successful entrepreneur. Uh, You know, and I'm looking at my life and I'm like, you know, who am I to be coaching this, what I saw in my eyes, a very quintessential American success story. So finally, in in two months, one of our sessions, I kind of laid into him or I shared with him my uncomfortableness of what I was feeling. And he you know, he, he kind of turned the tables on me a little bit. He said, look, Rich, he said, I can't go to my brother or my father and talk to them about my feelings of imposter syndrome and how I feel so unconfident in front of my people. They are type A. I'm an introvert. Um, I feel like my legs are jelly when I speak to my team. I just think I just am not prepared for this. I don't know what it means to be a leader, but I, you know, I, so I can't talk to them about it because their advice in the past, um, it just didn't fit for me. Um, I can't go to my wife, Rich, and say, um, the troubles I'm having with the Venice beach city council and getting my property through the entitlement process and getting my drawings approved. Uh, Because she comes home from her job uh, working at the hospital, and the last thing she wants to hear from me is the problems I'm having at work. She wants to spend time with her kids and her spouse and just relax. I also, Rich, can't talk to anybody that I know of about having a difficult conversation with my wife about very private matters or intimate matters. I certainly can't go to my father or brother again. But you know what, Rich? I can talk to you about all three of those things with a high degree of confidence and support because I know that you care and I know that you will help me find the best solution. So that was eye-opening for me early on in my coaching process with my first client. And there's something to be said about that. Now, again, I'm not bashing anybody that wants to go out and get an official... I mean, there is a coaching federation, get your ICF certification to become a professional coach. I'm sure that that helps and they can do all that. I have not done that. Okay. Let me, I'll just tell you like that. I'm not necessarily against it. I just don't have the time or the resources to do it with everything else. That's, that was my reasoning behind it. I'm not going to shame anybody or stop anybody from getting their own certification, however they do it. But I learned early on from, One of my mentors, a coach who taught me how to be a coach, who had all the certifications you could think of behind her name, and she told me not to worry about it. And she said, my question to you, Rich, is who certifies the certifiers? And she raised a great point. Again, this is somebody that who is deeply invested in the coaching certification process, has all the certifications But she told me if it wasn't for me and I didn't have the time, she said, that doesn't necessarily make a great coach. Now, there are great resources and they certainly help you, okay? So again, I'm not bashing and saying, you know, all the power to you if you don't. I didn't do it. And I'm only saying this because I know there's so many people out there, and maybe you're one of them if you're listening to this, have thought about getting the coach and you thought about getting a side hustle. And that's great. But I'm more concerned about making you a better leader. And if you're going to be a better leader, if you're going to be a better manager, if you're going to be a better human being, you need to be more coach-like. So it's in our interest, and I would dare say it's our obligation, to learn how to become better coaches. Because I'm telling you, there's so many leaders out there. And I saw this example today at where I work, at the airline that I work at. And someone got a brand new position And the training department, and they shifted over, and they sent out this. I swear to God, it was probably a five- to six-page email. And it was full of platitudes. It was full of a biography telling them how great they were. It was telling them about, you know, the privilege and honor to serve them and that they're going to hit the ground running and yada, 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 yada. All the same trite, normal kind of bull BS, you know. And I call it BS because, you know, you're on the receiving end of it. Nobody cares unless they know that you care. And it's kind of like the old adage I said. Maybe you've heard me say this in the show before. But you think about that brand new second lieutenant that has nine months of infantry training and maybe they were the captain of the lacrosse team at Stanford. Very impressive, sure. But, you know, when you walk in front of that experienced group or if you you're accountable for this team now and and you're the newbie but you're the leader we feel like we have this tendency that we have to prove that we're worthy of the position right and that we gain the respect we or you know we we default to our positional authority we default to our past experiences i.e the captain of the lacrosse team thinking that's going to wow anybody. Nobody cares about that. Nobody cares about that. And the reason why I'm bringing up this story is like, how do you gain influence? How do you gain respect? It's certainly not through your past experiences. It's certainly not through your resume. It's, it's through your empathetic empathetic nature and your ability to ask great questions. And the reason why I say that is because if you're going to become more coach-like, you have to be curious you have to ask great questions. You have to be slow to offer advice. Very slow at offering advice. And you got to be slow to rushing to action. It's about listening. And I think a lot of great leaders, got a lot of great leadership on becoming a better leader is getting comfortable with this new habit of staying curious longer and rushing to action and giving advice a lot more slowly. That has certainly been my challenge as a leader. I'm definitely sure it's probably yours. And it's certainly if you look around of all the dysfunction in your organization that you're working at right now and the lack of leadership you see above you, below you, or next to you, whatever it is, it's because of that. They don't know how to ask questions. And so I'm going to give you a couple of great resources and a couple of great insights to how i coach and i don't come at you with like look how great i am because i'm not i certainly am always learning how to become a better coach i went through john maxwell's training program yes i've been john maxwell certified did it make me an excellent coach out of the gate no but i certainly learned a lot i'm going to share some of that that i did learn from that nine years ago eight years ago and what I still use today in the method and how I coach somebody, hopefully it'll help you. But I want to start before I get into that, the kind of the method of how I coach somebody because, and I'm going to show you this because I think this is something you can start doing too. And hopefully thinking that you're, will become more coach-like. If you want it to become a side hustle, great, go for it. I've done it. I'm still doing it. It has certainly provided a lot of initial income that I otherwise wouldn't have had because I said yes to that coaching thing. And, I'm, and I share this with you saying that you can do it too. I'm nobody special. I am not <laughs> uniquely qualified in any of this, except that I, I care. I deeply care about helping people get to the next level because I'm trying to get to the next, next level too. I'm trying to become better. I'm trying to become a better husband and father a uh, uh, Leader, everything. But I'm trying, and, and I'm as I'm trying to figure it out, I'm willing to help people at the same time, and that's key too. Don't think you have to arrive somewhere before you can start coaching somebody. No, I think you, you start today. You start today, and how you start today is I'm going to share with you a little secret, and I want you to go get this book if you're interested in this. This book, since 2016, has been a godsend and certainly has ramped up my ability to coach individuals and communicate with individuals, both on a personal and professional level. It's called The Coaching Habit, uh, Michael Bungay-Stanier. I've never met this guy. I should, I should have him on the show. In fact, I'm going to reach out to him and have him on the show because this has been such a, a game-changing book for me. Anyway, the book, book is called The Coaching Habit. Say less, ask more, and change the way you lead forever. Again, this, this book is not about turning you into a coach. It's not about how to start a successful coaching business. But I'm telling you, these questions, or at least this methodology in this book, has done more for my coaching business than anything else. And I'll share with you. It's There's basically there's seven questions in this book that will help you become a better leader or more coach-like in your leadership journey. I'm not going to go through all seven. I'm just going to talk to you about the first three because this is something that you can do today. You can go out and have a conversation with one of your friends, with one of your kids, with your spouse and start using this and you will start having some very meaningful and deep conversations people will start to look at you differently because of these questions. Trust me on this. And I'm challenging you to go try this. There's three questions. And it really, as the book talks about, gives you an irresistible one, two, three combination. Because the problem about being a coach, at least I know when I started coaching, is how nerve-wracking it was. I'm like, what do I say next? Like, And that is the problem. R- remember, when you're looking at coaching somebody, this is not about giving advice. That is the cardinal sin. Just like that example I gave you where that uh, first client of mine kind of schooled me and said, look, I can talk to you about the, I can't go to anybody else. My life experience or what I have gone through was irrelevant and immaterial to what my client was going through. So think about that. Your accomplishments, your failures, your life experiences don't mean squat. Squat for your client or the person that's sitting across from you. And we think as leaders that we have to tell somebody or show somebody what we did to get through a sin. That's the cardinal sin. That to me was the biggest hurdle to understand. And if you can start to embrace that early on, you know, you need to look at the person that's sitting across from you. And this is where it gets effective in a leadership sense. So if You're looking at that person across from you. And... You're looking at them as a fully formed, completely capable human being with unlimited potential. That's how you got to look at this person. You have to see them as someone that has all the tools that they are. They have everything they need inside of them to be successful, to overcome this challenge or obstacle that they're faced with. They have it inside of them. You have to believe that as a coach. And so as a coach, it's your duty then to get them to extract that, to find out the solutions on their own. And you do that by asking great questions. Well, how do you do that? That, Again, that's the rub, right? Easy to understand that. Difficult to put in play because of the bad habits that you have of giving advice, which we're all guilty of. But here are the three questions that you can open with. This, This kind of this irresistible one, two, three combination that the Coaching Habit book talks about. And it really kind this this starts everything. Again, this doesn't this isn't the be all end all, but this is the foundation. And I'm telling you, you use these first three questions. This can become a robust script for your coaching conversation and, and for your coaching career. Trust me on this. You're going to be surprised. You're going to be amazed at how often these are exactly the right questions to ask. And I try to open up every conversation with these questions. So here it is. The first questions, I don't even make a lot of small talk. If I try to avoid it completely now because it, it, it really gets people to focus. When I sit down with the person across me that I'm wanting to coach or they're wanting me to coach them, they I just say, hey, what's on your mind? And I shut up. Fight, you know, just bathe in that awkward silence. They're going to be taken aback by this. Going, what, what's on my mind? And like, yeah, what's on your mind? What's important to you today? What's top of mind to you? It's the perfect way to start. You know, all questions need to be open-ended anyway, right? Who, what, where, when, why? Mainly what. I try to stay away from why questions. I know that's popular, like you know, the whole value of why. But why can tend to get people to be defensive. Why did you do that? Why did you do that? intent to get people start to kind of lawyer up and try to defend their position. So I stay with what? I try to frame everything under with what? So what's on your mind is the perfect way to start. Great opener. And the important thing to understand is that the first thing that they say isn't really going to be the most important thing that's on their mind. So it's going to be superficial and so after they get through telling me what's on their mind, first of all, it may be the most important thing, but I tend to find that it's just kind of superficial. Um, and then I go, I do another check-in. Is there anything, what else is on your mind? Or sometimes I just say, what else? Or is there anything else on your mind? Something in that frame, right? So that's the second question. The first one is what's on your mind. The second one is, is there anything else? It's crazy simple, I know. But trust me, it's very powerful. Is there anything else in your mind? And so I give this person an, op- an option to share additional concerns, and I, and I tend to find out I don't know what it's, there's pattern of three to five, right? You get to three to five, you start to get to find something that's really meaty, and you'll kind of know as, you, as you're intently listening and you'll hear something that really is like, "Oh, that sounds like that's very important." And whatever that is, when it, it usually comes to me in that third, fourth, or fifth iteration, what else? Tell me more. What else is on your mind? Anything else? Then it gets to the third question. Wow. So what's the, what's the real challenge here for you? Now, this is a very powerful question too. So when you get to this kind of meaty part and you say, so instead of just saying, so what's the real challenge, tack on here for you. The fact that you're tacking on here for you is so powerful, so powerful. So what's the real challenge here for you? Now the conversation's really going to deepen, and now it's your job as a coach, as a listener, as a leader, to find what's most useful to look at, right? And then this here's with that same third question: What's the real challenge for you? And then what else? Keep asking. And what else is the real challenge here for you? And what else? Trust me on this: the person is always gonna have to, is going to have something to say. They always have something, hundred percent of the time. And there may be more. And then probe again. Is there anything else? Is there anything else? And when you do that and you just keep doing that over and over again, you're going to have most of what matters in front of you now. And that is enough to really start a deep and meaningful conversation. It's so crazily simple to understand. It's difficult because you got to fight the urge to share your experiences and your advice, like I said. That is the real challenge. So again, these first three questions, what's on your mind? That's what you open with. Then you check out, check in. Is there anything else on your mind? What else? And then the third question, this is where the focus begins. So what's the real challenge here for you? And you got to have here for you in there. That makes a ton of difference. And then keep asking what else until you just got enough to just digest. And that's the heart of it. So what's the real challenge here for you? It's amazing stuff, guys. And I tell you, that is the secret sauce to how I start all of my coaching conversations. I've been doing that since this book came out when I read it in 2016. And it's been a, a total game changer. And so I'm asking you to do the same because this is going to help you become a better leader. Because who in, who asks you these things? Nobody ever asks me these questions. No one ever sits down and says, hey, what's on your mind? Ever. Ever. And so if somebody did, wow, how powerful would that be? And if you think about that, if somebody was sitting across to you and asking, you, hey, what's on your mind? What else is on your mind? And you're just listening and not giving advice, it's a game changer. So that's the secret. I'm And I'm encourage you to get the coaching habit, read it. It's a fast read. Seven questions. Those are the three. The first three really is, is the important thing I wanted to get across. It's just, again... If you're interested in coaching, and again, I should rephrase that. If you're interested in becoming a better leader, becoming more coach-like, then start with those questions and get this book, The Coaching Habit. Again, so that's a little bit of, of what I do. That's a lot about what I do. I'm going to talk to you a little bit more about the method overall, um, how I co- how I frame a coaching session. And I think you'll, you, that's something you can take away too. But first, I want to, again, mention my sponsor, MidRule, here. Um uh, This episode is sponsored by Osambroso Tequila. So excited to have them part of the show. Osambroso is an award-winning ultra-premium tequila driving innovation across the luxury spirits industry by distilling and aging their tequila in French oak whiskey barrels. Not only does this allow Osambroso to offer a savory cocktail experience unlike any other tequila, I got to tell you, and I'm not a big drinker, but when I tasted this tequila, it is something else. If you you are time for relaxing, you got friends over, Uh, enjoying life this is the ultimate sipping tequila and again this is me i'm not a big alcohol drinker but this stuff is so good and for a limited time osombroso is offering you a seat at their table as an investor for as little as 480 bucks you can now invest in osombroso through their latest crowd crowdfunding campaign so don't miss out Go to dosoleadershipcom slash that's A-S-O-M-B-R-O-S-O, and learn about investing in the company today. Please read their offering circular and risks related to the offering before investing. So excited to have them as a sponsor, and I'm so excited for you to hear the upcoming episode with the owner, the entrepreneur, uh, Rick Gamara, on an outstanding conversation we had on the show, so look for that in the near future. Okay, as we close out this episode, I want to share with you Uh, a couple coaching model, the coaching model that I used. This is a standard general. I learned this when I went through the John Maxwell certification and it's worked well with me when I've sat down um, and uh, taking somebody through the coaching process. And it's called the to grow method and it's T-G-O-R-O-W. So it's not to grow it's to grow to go row right so it's but it's kind of like to grow but it's to t-g-o-r-o-w and the t is the topic meaning what do you want to discuss now what i just shared with you before those three questions that's what i do on the t part so when i go what do you want to discuss um it's these first two topic what do you want to discuss and goal g is what do you want Um, I spend those first three questions kind of covering the the first two, the T and the G T the topic, what do you want to discuss G goal? What do you want? And by asking those three questions that I shared with you with the first part of this episode, that's a great way to get what do you want to discuss and what do you want? Right? So now you have this, you go through those first three questions, like I shared with you earlier. Now you've got the meaty subject that you're going to talk about for the next hour or so. And then the the O is the outcome. What do you want to achieve in this session? And that really is kind of the bulk of at of, least um, really starts the process of an outcome based in mind. It's like this outcome based mindset. So you ask these questions. What do you want's relevant? Now you can say, well, what do you want to achieve? What is the ultimate outcome that you want? And that's always revealing when you get there, too. So. First three: topic, goal, outcome. Topic: What do you want to discuss? Goal: What do you want? Outcome: What do you want to achieve in this session? Um, That's—I've replaced that. Really, it's still in my mind, but I'm using those first three questions that I told you before. What's on your mind? Is there anything else in your mind? So what's the real challenge here for you? And then, when I get to that final thing, then I, then I, as I move to the next phase, I, I do steer them towards: What do you want to achieve? What's the outcome that you want? And then the last three is row, R, reality. What is happening now? O, options. What could you do? And W is a way forward. What will you do? So the last three, the R, O, W, again, is what is happening now. Uh, Again, all a series of questions. Options, what could you do? And way forward, what will you do? And that gives me to the accountability piece. Right. So I leave the session. I'm always leaving the session with some sort of call to action for this client so that the next time we meet, I can say, so where did you, where did we, you know, when we last left, you said you were going to do this. Tell me what you did. And that, that makes it pretty effective holding, having that accountability piece. And so just please note that this is just a a structure to kind of encourage um, powerful and open-ended and expansive questions. Remember, think of asking powerful questions as if they are guides of taking somebody through undiscovered caves and tunnels. And by asking powerful questions, you're sending this your client into this kind of vast, intricate tunnel system that leads to other tunnels full of hidden discoveries and insights and everything else, right? When you're learning to coach it's so tempting to have a list of questions in front of you um whether it's face to face or over the telephone i encourage you don't adopt that practice i tried that early on like just having a list of questions in front of me and it just it didn't work it it made things inflexible it kind of kind of made me and it was like a lazy coaching like a lazy coach it's a lazy coaching style you got to be in the moment with the participant you got to be completely present with them um you gotta overcome your need again to to give advice. that's your ego talking. You just gotta have the faith, and this is where the listening comes in the faith. Just let your curiosity take over. I mean that's what I do with this show. I don't know if you notice this when I listen to the show. I don't have a a stock list of questions for most of my guests. I let my curiosity take over, and it's the same thing with with your coaching thing, right? have faith that your subconscious is going to steer the right question and present itself at the exact right moment. It's a dance. It really is. But, man, it, it can be so fun and, and so powerful. So I'm going to ask you again. So, again, I'm just going to go over this real quick, and then we'll close out this episode. And I'll have links to this. You can look in the show notes to, to follow this. But it's the to-go-row to method or to-grow method, topic, goal, outcome, reality, options, way forward. That's the acronym and the topic goal outcome. I kind of um, have used now those three questions that I open up the, the episode with, like, hey, you know, what's on your mind? Is there anything else on your mind? And eventually, I get to I keep repeating that until I go. So, what's the real challenge here for you? Right? And is there anything else? And so that gets me the topic and goal piece. And then when I feel comfortable that I have the topic and the goal from asking those three basic questions, and I go, what, what is the outcome that you want to achieve today in this session? And then I go to the reality. And the reality is a, is a bunch of questions too, right? And so, for example, what are reality questions? Describe your day. Like, what control do you have? What What actions have you taken so far? Um, how much influence do you have over this this challenge? You know, what is in your greatest concern about it? What's stopping you from doing anything? What obstacles do you need to remove? If, if this obstacle was removed, what would you do? Uh, what resources do you have right now? Uh, where will you get the resources from? What's helped you in the past? Um, who's, what is the most challenging part of this for you? What advice would you give a friend in a similar situation? That's a great question. What advice would you give to a friend in a similar situation? Um, imagine talking to the wisest person, you know, what would they tell you to do? So again, notice that every question that I'm asking is what based, what is this, you know, or where are you getting this from? What are you doing? Um, I don't know where to go with this. Where would you go? You know? So that sets the reality, and that's a pretty powerful um, part of the session because it gets people to get to get real with what they're really faced with. Which is, boy, people talk themselves out of reality all the time. So that's good. Once you get that reality set, then you go to the options piece again. What are the options? Questions, lookouts. Tell me three things that you could do right now that you could help solve this issue, and just shut up and let their let their mind, their gears grind and try to figure this out. And then when they give you something, ask them, what else could you do? And then what else could you do? <laughs> if you had more time, if you had a larger budget, uh, or if you were the boss, what would you do? If you could start completely over the clean sheet, what would you do? What appeals to you best? What would give you the best results? What would give you the most satisfaction? Um, those are great option questions. And then you're trying, what you're trying to do here is you're trying to get them to commit to something, right? And say they give you three to five options. Which one is the best? That's as I get those three to five options out there, which one do you want to do? And that's the way forward, right? Which of these options that we just talked about here, we wrote down, what are you prepared to take action on, right? On a scale of one to 10, how important is it that you do this next week? And I don't accept anything over less than a seven. If it's less than a seven, then I'm like, well, what are we going to do to you know raise your commitment to a nine or a 10, right? What personal resistance do you have? So those are the questions that I ask because I'm trying to wrap up and get them a way forward, getting some sort of call to action so I can hold them accountable. And then I close the session by asking them, have we accomplished what you want to do from this session? What else do you think you need? And then I close it out. So that's the method. So the the T, go, row, to grow, topic, goal, uh, outcome, topic and goal, mainly the 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 three questions I gave you, so what's on your mind, what else is on your mind? so what's the real challenge here for you? That gets me the topic and goal? What outcome do you want to achieve in this session? Then I get to the reality, paint the accurate picture, then I get them to get me the options, three to five, and out of those three to five, I get them to commit to something, so that gives me an actionable item that I can hold them accountable for so when I want to meet with them next week, and that's how we do it, and we just repeat that process over and over. Hope this helps. Does it make sense? I just wanted to peel the layers back again and show you what I do as a coach. And I don't have an International Coaching Federation certification, but I care about it. I'm decent at it. People have paid me to do this over the last 10 years, 9 years. I've made significant money doing it, and you can too. But it's less about the side hustle. It's more about becoming a better leader, becoming more coach-like. Even if you don't want to have a side hustle, you can start doing these things and becoming a better leader. And that was the goal of this podcast session today. I hope you got some value. 37 minutes. It's kind of long for a solo one, but I did talk about Next Level Method that's coming out, the new podcast. I talked about my new sponsor, and I shared with you a little bit about what it takes to be an effective coach, or at least how I look at it. I hope you got some value in this episode. Let me know. Reach out to me at DosaLeadership.com. Let me know where you're at in your journey. Subscribe, rate, and review, as always. If you haven't done so, tell somebody about this episode. Keep spreading the word. Keep growing doses of leadership, and don't forget Next Level Method podcast coming out August 16th. Go check that out, too, as well, nextlevelmethod.com. All right, guys, thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next time.